song. Have you? Do you love it? Yeah, as we're all thinking it's oh, fucking Mariah Carey from nah, the nineties. Mate, she fucked it so hard up the ass. Wow. Yeah, no, no. What's that little one? Tom Tom Club. Yep. Fucking great. What a sexy song. Now we are the eighties montage. I'm Sammy Hardon, and I'm Jay Jovi. Tonight we're talking about couples in bands, dick in the till. Dick in the till. And what constitutes a sticking your dick in the till? What's the definition? Well, there's positives and negatives of it. Right. Oh, look. What's sticking your I dick in the till? I consider myself a bit of a till sometimes and I've had many a dick in it. <laughs> but it's screwing the crew. So bands, that Great. couples that screw each other. Right, so they've, you know? you know, in their career, they've just not been able to find hold it anyone back. else. <laughs> that's right. No, that's right. Yeah, I think in a band, when you're in a band, you get over screwing the crowd, and then you start screwing the band. Well, you start tr- not trusting everyone else, you know. So Absolutely. it's like oh, got to sort of keep it in house or something. Mm. Mm. So the Tom Tom Club was. The, now, this is a success story, okay? So some of them aren't going to be success stories, right? Some of them are car crashes. And we're not going to do the obvious, obvious ones. This could be a two-part special depending on how you think this is going to go and how you enjoy it. Um, Tina Weymouth and Chris Franz. So Chris was on drums and Tina was on bass. Mm. Now, you may think, who the fuck are these guys? Mm. They were – that was – a solo project or a side project to Talking Heads. Ah. So these two were in Talking Heads and they started the Tom Tom Club and it's just a club fucking hit and every rapper or anyone that's in the know thinks this song is fantastic yeah. and that's why a lot of people have sampled it. Mm. But these two have been together for many, many years and first burp. First burp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're pretty... Pickled at the moment as well. <laughs> We've just had a beautiful meal made we for have. us. We have. So these guys were in three bands together and uh, the main band that everyone would know would be this one. Sexy song. I love talking heads. Well, that's the thing. These guys are the rhythm section. Yeah. Drums and bass mm. usually fight each other, drums and bass. Like yeah, it's right. either they're locked in and they're together or they just fucking hate each yeah. other's guts. These two have been together forever and I thought it was a real success story. Genius of Love was the song I played ah. at the start. And these two have been together for many, many years. And I just think they're a bit of a success story because they've been in a couple of bands together. Genius of Love was in the Talking Heads movie. All right. It was featured in that and uh, we saw that. But that was their side project. And I just think they're really, really cool. Speaking in Tongues was the uh, album from Burning Down the House. Mm. But the side, pro- side project was um, the Tom Tom Club. Love and I remember it. hearing it in the clubs in the 80s and going, what the fuck is this song? Yeah. And if you weren't a Talking Heads sort of fan, mm. this was sort of different but not really. Yeah. 
No. You it's can get, hear it in there. Rolls the same, doesn't it? It's awesome. Rolls the same. It's one of my friend Edward's favourite song in the world. I bet. And it's very, yeah, that's right. It's very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a side project. So I just wanted to consider those two straight up because we've got some car crashes coming. But we do. <laughs> it's not easy to have a relationship when you're in a band with oh, someone. Oh, no. It's not. It's not a particularly good idea and we were talking about this earlier. We are talking about this earlier, sort of touching on this. We are all in a band together, me, Maddie and Sammy and, and um, when, I was getting, when I was getting married for the first time oh, yeah. was when Sammy and Maddie first hooked up. Yes. And at my own wedding day <laughs> I'm sort of yelling at Sammy, don't you fuck him. Don't you fuck him as they sort of go off into the night. But ultimately I wasn't able to pull them apart and they did. But we didn't know what was happening. No. I don't think we spoke about it the next day. We went out to breakfast and saw you in the paper and went, oh, "Oh, look, it's already in the paper. That's right. You know, and we were like, we didn't even really care. (laughs) And I don't even think the relationship started then. It was months after. Can't even remember. Couldn't fucking remember. But... um. It is a dangerous thing because you are sticking your dick in the till a bit. Yeah. And if something goes wrong, that could be the end of the band. This is the thing. This is the this is the thing. Mm. If something goes wrong, it could be the end. That's right. Yeah. But it hasn't been the end for mm. us. But a lot of these bands we're going to look at today, it sort of has been the end. Yeah. You know? Been very dire. Absolutely. It's interesting, like this kind of this kind of dynamic within bands, it does, like you look at Fleetwood Mac, it does sort of create a little bit of a creative rub as well. It does. So it, it can, can be a very positive thing. Yeah. Should we play Fleetwood Mac because you've just brought it Fuck up? yeah. I mean this is number one fucking dynamic. Oh, yeah. Fucking whatever happened here, it made a great album. Mm. You know, which is a very good thing. But I've just picked a... Fleetwood Mac tune that I really dig that was from the 80s and let's have a listen. I love that track. What year did that come out? Fuck. Gypsy, Maddie. I reckon 86. Seriously, that late? Yeah. Sounds sounds earlier, doesn't it? Might be 85. Mm. Gypsy Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Gippo. I, I resonated with this song a lot as yeah. a young girl because I thought, I think I'm going to be a gypsy. <laughs> And I didn't know what it was really. I can feel it. Yeah. I think I'm going to be a gypsy. Yeah. And I think this video was done by Russell Mulcahy as well. I think he had something to do with this video. Yeah. It was in black and white and sepia and then they had this whole um, like a cliff top thing with everything. Yeah. 1982. Fine. No, 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 no. What are you looking at? Jippo. Cool Water is B-side. Gypsy 1982. I fucking, I was only 12. So no wonder I thought I was going to be a gypsy at 12. (laughs) That makes more sense. Actually, that does make more sense because if I was 16 and thinking along, even though I always (laughs) thought I was. You would have been a gypsy by the time you were 16. I'm kind of already am. If it was going to happen. Yeah, just that free, yeah, well, that's right. All artists are. Yeah. You know, but. 
that was the biggest car crash, I think, and it was the 70s and the 80s. It was really Tusk, the album, I think, where they all fucked each other. Yeah. So Stevie and Lindsay Buckingham were already lovers mm. before they joined the band, Fleetwood Mac. Now, Nick, Stevie Nicks had an affair with Mick Fleetwood, the drummer. Yeah. Fleetwood or Mick Fleetwood's wife had an affair with the guitarist who was sort of in for a couple of gigs. That's my bulldog having a drink, by the way. Uh, That's not Maddie going down on Sammy. No, I wish it was, but it's (laughs) not. It'd be the end of the episode. Yeah, look, that would – really not that good. I can't do two things at once. And I think the guitarist Bob Wetz Weston – was having an affair with Mick Fleetwood Mac. So it's all over the fucking – he got kicked out of the band. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Christine McVie and the bass John McVie were together for years as well. Mm-hmm. They were fucking every hole they could in that band. They it was were. awesome. They were. But creatively, like you say, we got a fucking great track called The Chain. And if you don't love me now – you will never love me again. I can still hear you say, and you will never break the chain. What a fucking great track. Awesome. Amazing song. But they wrote about their relationships. Yeah. Heavy shit. Yeah. And I must say I was inspired, we were inspired to do this episode because I've sat there and watched the Beatles special mm. and Yoko needs to be fucking shot. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love Yoko. I've got all her records. Yeah. I love Double Fantasy but the but way still. she needs to be shot. Yeah. Um, the way that she hangs out with the Beatles, she definitely, 75% of it, broke them up. Just the sort of Klingon energy in the background. Okay, so even a band like a cover band, if I'm sitting on someone's lap while they're rehearsing or next to them and reading a magazine and I can't be – like they brought a bed into the studio when she was sick so she could lie. Oh, no way. No. Not good. No. I would have smothered her with a fucking pillow. Absolutely. Done that. Oh, God, I got very angry watching that show. Knowing what women can be like. And I love women, don't get me wrong, but when they go out with band people, they're <laughs> fucking cunts. Anyway, I've just had a bad book. <laughs> so, yeah, good old uh, Stevie Nicks, Lindsay Buckingham. There was Mick. I can't imagine Stevie fucking Mick Fleetwood, though. What would make you do that? Lindsay's quite a good looking guy. Yeah, I Drummers are very annoying. Some Maybe drummers, she just, most drummers. Maybe she just wanted to get the fuck smashed out. Maybe she wanted to be a gypsy and fucking thought she'd fuck it up, <laughs> you know. Maybe. Maybe she took some gold dust and fucking sat on his cock. I think that would be, yeah, I think you could be but, onto but something. But as, as a, a man, like Mick Fleetwood, his baby, mm. it would really have to fucking be stupid to fucking bang Stevie Nicks. Yes. That's a definite stick in your dick yeah, in your teal. don't you think? Because if you lose Stevie, what are you going to do, play the drums on your own? I wonder if, like, he's actually sticking it in thinking this la- nah. this next album could be the last one after yeah. this. After this. <laughs> no. Then he sticks because it in. most female vocalists are very resilient and they will just live with it. They'll just move on yeah. or stay in the band with you. It, it takes a lot. Mate. Because I don't think she's married or got kids, Stevie. So have you had like a really full-on experience where it's everything's been cool and then you've slept with each other and it's just gone fucking pear-shaped? Oh, God, pear-shaped. You know? Um, no. God, because no, I have. really. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. No, no, I've actually stayed in bands with exes. Oh, yeah? And been in bands for a while. Um, Once I slept with two members of the band at once. That was interesting. But that was cool. We were mates. Yeah. You know? Just, you know, it's hard to get laid as a female artist. Yes. You've got to sometimes look at your band and go, well, it's that or nothing, you know? (laughs) 
It fucking is. It's true. Yeah, a few um, a few female artists have said that to me. It's it's very different as a female artist to a male artist. Where it's just like kind of if you're a male artist, it's just like oh fucking go out every night and different one. Mm. Whether whereas sort of I guess the general public are a bit like fucking freaked out by you. They, they won't come near you. Yeah. And they'll try and hit on you and then they think of their mother and what they're bringing home to their mother mm. and it's not what the mother would want them to see them yeah. with. I think it all comes down to sort of um, inferiority complex, you know, I like think you see this strong woman up there and it's Well, they kind of want a dudes. piece of it and then they go, oh, fuck, she's not religious, oh, shit, <laughs> you know. Especially when we used to do the spot Yeah, and I was single Mm. Fucking I rooted that whole venue. I couldn't fucking <laughs> right? I'm going to be honest. It was – I was fucking 33, mate. Jesus year. You're going to fucking do something. You were there. You were there. You saw me do it. Maddie used to take me home when I was fucking pickled. I'm depressed. Who's going to drive you home? I was like a fucking Tonight. dog in a fucking – Puppy dog shop. Hey, what's the next song? Oh, yeah, look, we may as well. <laughs> but look, Gypsy, Fleetwood Mac, they were the car crash of the century, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. You know, but look, when you're young, you've got to live like this when you're an artist. You've got to do, you've got to try shit, you know? Because you don't know. You don't know. you just got to find out the hard way, I guess. Now, this is a couple that I wasn't really aware of that much. Mm. But I still find it a really interesting dynamic and I'm kind of with the lead singer on this and I think he was very resilient. This is what I mean by lead singer's been resilient. He put up with so much from this guy Mm. and still stuck with the band. I think they've just finally fired him. Oh. Yeah, here we go. John Moss, boy George. There we go. So you were saying he put up with quite a lot? Oh, well, John was Jewish. Ah, So if you watch um, a lot of the video clips, boy George had tops on with um, Hebrew on them. Oh, right. Hebrew letters. He was quite absorbed by the culture and everything. Mm. But he was never going to be George's because it wasn't, what he was meant to do. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the thing. They were in love and I know that George really fought for him and John was just fucking elusive, you know, like just, oh, oh fucking. Uh. But album after album after album, a lot of his songwriting is about John Moss. Yeah. And the fuel to the fire as a songwriter is always incredible. And I've often thought that sometimes. You get with dickheads to write good songs. Yeah, yeah. Because it writes really good songs. Oh, it does. Yeah. You know, and that's one of my favourite Culture Club tracks, White Boy. Yeah, I awesome. fucking love it. Um, I haven't looked too much. I mean, I know a lot about the relationship but I think they've just fired him. Fuck, really? I think it's just, yeah, um, Mikey and uh, the three of them. 
guitarist. Is that right? And I think they've had enough, yeah. Fuck. So he used to cry all the time backstage. and Right. George? John, George, yeah. And John was always reading something else or a female or whatever. But I find their dynamic really interesting because we never knew as kids that was going on. Yeah, no, that's right, yeah. Because mm. we didn't understand that. No. We were just looking at the colours and the bells and whistles and going, wow, this band's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But the trauma behind it for George was fucking hideous. And and George was absolutely massive as well. And and I, I don't think you understand as a fan or, or as a regular person when you'll have such a huge star and they can be under the thumb of somebody else. Totally. It doesn't matter about you the million people. It That's yeah. it. Absolutely. Mm. And even on a level where you're in a band and I mean Chrissy Amphlett went through a lot of that as well. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. You know? She couldn't find a boyfriend for years and then she married fucking Hoochie Coochie. Yeah. The blonde cunt. And he tried to fucking do the band without her. Oh fuck. Like yeah. fucking what? Yeah, unbelievable. Charlie was the best thing she ever met. Yeah. You know, mm. but I don't. Th- I don't even know if Chrissy was married to Mark. I can't remember. But I don't think they were married. No, no. I don't think they were. But um, it's a dynamic that people don't really hear and know about, and it's an interesting one because it helps write tracks, it helps write songs, and stuff like that. Mm. So, who have been your term? I mean, have you? You've never really screwed the band, have you? Oh, cast. I mean, as an actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Of course, as an actor, yeah. Yeah, as an, as an actor, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I don't know why you do. I, I think as an and, – and it w- look, this would cross over into music and bands and so forth. Of course it as, does. As an actor, you're – especially when you're doing scenes with somebody – um, and you're generating feelings for that person in order to sort of, you know, live out the world of that film or play or mm. whatever you're doing. Yeah, some of that crosses over. Like you're 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 sort of generating those feelings within yourself, and then it's like, oh, okay, oh fuck, okay. Then then it becomes a little bit difficult sometimes to work out what's happening like mm. then you go back to normal life mm. and it's like oh this could absolutely happen and sometimes you just go for it you know what mm. i mean and and yeah i mean you see that sort of you see that in productions where actors will sort of hook up you know while doing films and everything and then sort of a couple of films down the track they'll break up and everything and i th- i yeah i guess that's why sort of actors have such um sort of short intense relationships because they 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 sort of live out these universes within all of the gigs that they're doing and and um it's like sort of for for actors like one year is like seven years it's like dog years yeah yeah that's right yeah Yeah. that's right and a lot of the child actors that grow up have lived much longer in years than what a normal kid has. Yeah, that's right. And they've done it all. Mm. You know, they've been with this person or been with that person. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, being resilient is the main thing because yeah. that's the hardest thing because you're sort of doing something that people – and it doesn't just happen in the creative entertainment. It happens with people that are bored with their fucking office job yeah. and start fucking the secretary because it keeps them there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, what the fuck's money if you fucking want to mm. kill yourself? <laughs> yeah, You yeah. know, so you start fucking the fucking waitress or the high fucking aeroplane, whatever she is, stewardess, because you're like fucking bored with your yeah. life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But with being in the in the public eye, it's a lot harder. But yeah. I really think John Moss stuck his dick in the till there. Absolutely. And yep. It could have gone very wrong. No, look, I've been I've been good with bands because I've never wanted to ruin it. Oh, you know what really? I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. My, yeah, I've I've always been very careful because bands you have to stay. Bands, it's like a film that you stay in for the rest of your That's life. That's right. Could be know? ten years long. Yeah, 12 years, so you've yeah. got to be much more careful. That's of right. Everything you say, of everything you do, which is interesting because you're out there, you're like getting fucked up with them and everything, and. Yeah, you love them in a different way, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's very good of you because yeah. I'm not like that at all. <laughs> now, um, look, the main players in this, sort of 70s, 80s. Now, we did an episode on these guys and it's our, our highest sort of downloaded episode. And I'm just going to play their track now. Benny sang. Yeah. So this is interesting because maybe she was fucking him too much. Yes. He got his fucking. He was always a singer. They were always singers separate from each other before they sort of started going out. Yeah, that's right. And they were always together before ABBA. Mm. But when ABBA, there's a lot of money riding on this, you know. Mm. When ABBA were together, so Benny and Anna Fred Tied the Knot in 1978 and Bjorn and Agnetha, I think theirs was in 1981. Was it? Their wedding. Mm -hmm. And then it was only a couple of years after that before the band split up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Winner Takes It All was the number one song where you feel like, oh, something's going on here. Mm. Because you used to feel it in the music. Yeah, 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 absolutely. If you were in touch with the dynamics of the relationship and you sort of knew – I don't know whether adults thought of this stuff, like whether your mum and dad really gave a fuck, but as kids we're trying to find ourselves and we're trying to work out when we become singers what's going to happen. And this is sort of put out there as a situation where, okay, it can be cool but it can fucking not go right, Mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think sort of as as kids as well – you're really, really in tune with every sort of nuance, whether it's in the music or what they're doing touring and you're not getting that, especially in this era, you're not getting that constant sort of flood of information about their fucking life and what you're they're not. doing That's and what right. they're eating. And, it's not know. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So especially in their art, especially in their writing and stuff, you're really listening you're really in tune with like how the chords are making you feel and how this song's making you feel and is this a bit melancholy? Like what's going on? Yeah. And yeah. Mm. That's right. Yeah. It, does this mean they've broken up or does this mean they're together? Yeah. yeah. And then when they did break up, everyone was heartbroken. Mm. And then I think it was the winner takes it all or no, it might have been another video clip where she had – a guy in the video she was flirting with, mm. Agnetha, and everyone was a bit funny about it. Like, oh, hang on, that's not Bjorn. Yeah. And when, he fingered her at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we knew. I wish. <laughs> um, I just – it's a really tough dynamic and to there's a lot of money at stake. Mm. So sometimes – and you know what? In that situation you really have to be together. Yeah. And work it through. Yeah. But there comes a stage where you've got to go, I don't fucking want to do this anymore, mate. Yeah. I've got to get out. Yeah, fuck yeah. you got to live your life, you know. And you sort of like look, you know, we did the we did the fucking Golden Girls episode last week and you look at like B, B Arthur mm. sort of leaving after six seasons or announcing that she was leaving after six seasons and you think like, oh, fuck, like – wouldn't you go like a full ten years and then think about it maybe or mm. just just fucking I don't know, especially at that age. 
But then they're doing it every day. They're living and breathing it. You've got to live your life, you know. That's right. And when you end up with someone, you've got to realise that the relationship that you've had with everyone in the band or the production, you're going to lose them if you break up. Yeah. You're not just losing one person. You're losing the whole fucking cast. Yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult sort of when you leave a band or, um, you know, leave that kind of a situation because you think you think your life is going to change, stay the same and just I guess the pressure will alleviate but no, everything changes. Like the whole fucking thing changes and, and you do get that sort of moment of relief that you were wishing for. But then you want it back. You want everything back maybe, you know. Yeah, or you think you're better enough. You think you're good enough to go out and do something bigger. That's the next thing you got to think of. Yeah. I I remember as a kid really feeling the end of ABBA Mm. and the relationship breaks to breakdowns. I didn't feel that in in Fleetwood Mac because I was too young. Yeah. I don't know. People that were listening to it may have felt that. Mm. But I just think... It's a hard thing to try and string together and keep together. Yeah. And the winner takes it all. We all looked at that video and went, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was very different. Really different. The song was great but it wasn't the poppy stuff we were used to, Mm. you know. Mm. I I couldn't handle Chikikita. I was like, oh, fucking Jesus. Fire fucking, look it out there near the fire. What's going on? I didn't know menopausal. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, it it did. I was up to boppy abba, you know. When it takes it all is is like a divorce song. Yeah. It really, really is. Like you look at it as an adult and you're like, yeah, oh, fuck. Like they're speaking directly to that group of people, you know. Yeah, let, letting everyone into their life. and But I think that was their last hit as well. I'm, I'm not sure with the winner takes it all but I'm pretty mm. sure that was their last sort of hit. Things could have been. Yeah. Um, now the next one I found interesting as well and I haven't, I don't know why but as a kid I used to watch the dynamic of this. I'll just play the track. It's something that you probably wouldn't remember and wouldn't know much about but it's Bruce Springsteen. I love that snare sound. Yeah, it's very good. It's huge, isn't it? Very good. Very good production. Yeah. So this guy's the hottest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Born in the USA. What's the one we do in our band? Dancing in the Dark. Dancing in the Dark. Hugest fucking American. He's like John Farnham, our John Farnham in America. Yeah. At this stage. Yeah. I notice he's playing around with this redhead on guitar and I'm thinking... Oh, they look chummy. And I don't know, I'm only little. Yeah. And I'm thinking, they look really chummy. Um, And I was sort of a little besotted by the both of them because you could see it in the videos. Anyway, it was a definite hookup. Paddy Skelfa and Bruce Springsteen. Mm. So in 1984 she was recruited, recruited to join the E Street Band. And she did the Born in the USA tour. 1988, she did the Tunnel of Love. They were a full-fledged relationship. Wow. And she was a full-fledged member of the E Street Band. Yep. And I just found this couple really interesting because I, f- I felt like the boss was someone so huge that it would – it's the right thing to do would be to go with a woman on guitar or something that's at your level. Yeah. 
I'm, it's just, I just found them really interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, no, I remember thinking, who's this little uh, Skelfa? She's pronounced, sorry. And uh, I just remember thinking, he's going to hook up with this chick. Mm. And they were just looking at each other in the videos and stuff. I don't think you saw her much in the Born in the USA sort of time. It was more Tunnel of Love where you right. sort of seen them together. Yeah. But I just thought it was a really – and they're still together now. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm pretty sure one of them was married. Okay. I don't know but I think it was a little bit of a funny situation. Yeah. But fuck it, it worked and yeah. she's still in his band now, Can't you know. Still, yeah. I oh, know she wonderful. still comes out. They were in – when did they come out? Jimmy Barnes toured with Bruce Springsteen. Oh, serious? At the, um, the fucking – what's that where that – Hanging Rock. Yeah. Because he's got a 16-piece band. Yeah, I've seen them too. Yeah, They're amazing. Yeah. They're phenomenal. So do you remember the redhead on guitar, the chick? I don't. Yeah, I I'll don't. see, I find it really striking. Look, there are a lot of, yeah, as you say, 16-piece band. There are, there are a lot of Musos. people up, you know, and, um, yeah, there's a lot to see at his shows. He really gives it. Oh, and he's so fit. Yeah. So how old would he be now? 65? Fucking must be. Must be. No idea. So we've just lost Bob Saget at 50, 65. Yeah. Compare the two of them. Yeah, exactly. Fucking different dudes. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, amazing. You, you can see another 20 years in The Boss. I love Springsteen. Yeah. But, yeah, I just – I remember thinking, oh, there's something going on here and then all of a sudden she was in the interviews and brought into the band a lot more. But they've been a success story for sure. Yeah. He you know? is. He was born in 1949. Mm. And I'm bad at maths. Yeah. Maddie's 72. Really... 72. Yep. Fuck. So I reckon when he was out in Australia, it would have been about seventy-two. Yeah, seventy-two. That's only two years younger than my, or three years younger than my mum and dad. And doesn't he do like a three-hour show or something? Yeah, mate. And he still does the run in the skid and all of that. Mm. He's a bit more monkeyish now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's a bit more sort of locked up in the upper body. Everyone gets locked up like that. Yeah. Have you yeah. noticed when old chicks will turn their head and it just sort of goes sideways? And the whole body yeah. comes around too. I was just trying to I, – I saw someone do that the other day. I'm just trying to – Me probably. No, no, it was a girl. <laughs> Can't remember. But it happens, you know. Yeah, 100%. Very, very go. interesting. What next? Yeah. Who have we got next? Wow. Who's sticking their dick in the till? Oh, look, I've put this one in because they're my favourite fucking couple in the world. Now, we first got introduced to this couple through Prince. Yes. And this is the track where we kind of thought, hmm, is something going on with these mm. two women or not? Because we're young again. 15, I'm 15, you would have been fucking nine. Yeah. And maybe younger. And I remember it thinking, oh, wow, you know, maybe, maybe not. Let's have a listen. Wendy. Yes, Lisa. Is the water warm enough? Yes, Lisa. Shall we begin? Yes, Lisa. Love, my love, my 
is my favourite fucking Prince tune. Is it really? How's your vinyl going? Love it, love it. I'm being very, very careful with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So good. Love it. There is not one shit song on that album. No, there really is not. There's not. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've got to work out how to uh, change it over so I can play it backwards. Yeah. Mm. The heaven, heaven, heaven. (laughs) We used to do it when we were little. Backwards. I think the Beatles started that, didn't they? The whole backwards record stuff. I thought it was Led Zeppelin. Oh, it might have been. Yeah. Beatles started that? Backwards on, or was that someone else? Oh, okay. Doubt they would have been first. Um, so Wendy Melvin and Lisa Coleman kept their relationship really <laughs> kept their relationship quiet, right? <laughs> like the dog is snoring, yeah. very quiet. Yeah. Until decades after the print after Prince dissolved the band. Yeah, really. Wow. Yeah. They never told anyone. See, I think I think at first it was a bit of a like a sexy kind of like, oh, and Prince did sort of play on that, you know, over time that sort of, uh, it, like we, you know, these days we call it, I guess, gender fluidity like or, or uh, you know, orientation fluidity where you're sort of, are they gay, are they straight, fucking whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, these guys were actually together. <laughs> They were, but I used to get mixed messages watching mm. Purple Rain because there's that scene where Prince plays his guitar in computer blue, yeah. and Wendy gets on her knees as if he's going to give him a head job, yeah, and it's like basically plays the guitar, and you know that scene, yeah. I thought, well, maybe, maybe they're together. I don't because Prince was banging the sister. Yeah, that's right. Right, that's right. So we really didn't know what was going on. Mm. But when I got older and I became a Prince fan and I loved the protege type of thing, yeah. Wendy and Lisa, they toured with Neil, uh, Tim Finn. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met them when they came out with Tim. I'm sure it was Tim or Neil. Yeah. And we got our photo taken with them. And the interesting story about Wendy and Lisa is they wrote um, – Candy Perfume Girl on the Madonna album. Ah, uh, yeah. And were never credited. Oh, is that right? Yeah. When did Lisa write Candy Perfume yeah, Girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was their song. Yeah. And they've always told everyone that. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. Well, they wrote it. Fuck. And in their own rights, those two women are the most fucking amazing producers and songwriters. Yeah. I've got all their records and I fucking love it. I think it's hot as shit. Yeah. So I just wanted to play a song off one of their albums called Erosha, which is probably one of my all-time favourite albums. And believe it or not, it's from 1990. But I did want to play it. The first album I had was Fruit at the Bottom, which was 1989. Mm. And the two of them went off and did their own thing and it was really fucking good. And you could see how much creatively they put in with the Prince Band. Yeah. So that whole thing with Purple Rain about how they wouldn't, he would release Purple Rain as their song and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Sort of mini true. Yeah, interesting. Lisa always lived with Prince and she was always writing stuff with him. Yeah. Wendy came along later. Yeah. But I just didn't know what was going on no, until I no was older. Yeah. Now I've read that they've split up but I don't think they have. I think they live in LA oh. next door to a friend of mine. Okay. Who's a DJ. Radio DJ, I'll find out from them. It would be really interesting to interview them and find out what the dynamic for them was in the 80s being lesbians, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Like they would have been the first fucking women in music, I reckon. Yeah. That you would kind of, you didn't know or you knew or whatever. And it's interesting, it's it's like for that to be sort of, I, I guess, in a, in a pop setting in Prince's band could have been where it could have happened, you know what I mean? Like where it could have been accepted and happened and been completely fine. Well, that's the thing. Mm. You, I Look, I love Prince but he was so the womaniser, you know. Or yeah. There was a lot of that in that mm. but he was also really best friends with Lisa. Yeah. 
See, it's funny about Prince because, like, he was the womanizer, but then also the woman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he totally. Would, he would make himself the object, yeah, as yeah, yeah. well as being the objectifier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I want to play a track off the Wendy and Lisa album from 1990. I know it's not 80s, but I actually thought it was 80s, and then I looked it up, and it was 1990. This is a song called "Mother of Pearl." It's one of my favourite fucking albums in the planet and this is where I fell in love with the both of them and thought you guys have really fucking got this producer writing thing and they're still doing it obviously and now they're doing the – I think they're doing the revolution for Prince right. in the memory of Prince but I can't remember. Let's have a listen. Magic. Wow, beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah, The lovely. whole album What's takes that you called? Up. It's called Mother of Pearl. Fantastic. And I pronounce the album Arosha. Mm. And it's just one of the best. Everyone that I've shown it to goes, what the fuck is this? Mm. It's the tail end of the 80s but the start of the 90s. You can tell. You can yeah, tell. you can. Yeah. You can. But I really love the lyrics, mm. like size me up, make sure I fit. Yeah. They were really fucking clever. Yeah. And I'm, I love the girls. I think they're incredible. I've got all their records. I used to take them to my cover bands. I could go, okay, I've got a new song called Fruit at the Bottom, which was Wendy and Lisa. Yeah. Fruit at the bottom, fruit at the bottom, my love has got them. Like, and people would go, what the fuck is this shit? And I'd yeah. be like, are you kidding? Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> this song, we've got to do this. In the- I just didn't care. Yeah. And I was like that with Jill Jones as well. Yeah, right. I'd go, let's put in um, Baby, You're a Trip or whatever. And they'd go, oh, but no one knows this. I'm like, yeah, but we've got to do shit that takes people on a journey. Yeah, yeah. But they did work with a lot of people. Mm. Now, they wrote Just Shoot Me, the theme. You know that theme? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You can hear that? Yeah. Incredible. Fantastic. And it would have been really tricky for them to hide this relationship. Oh, 100%. I don't know why I read that they're not together though. I'm pretty sure they are. I'll have to look into yeah, it. Yeah, right. I'll have but to look even though up. what Maddie showed us tonight... Yeah, that's right. Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet splitting up. Very, very sad. Very sad. Because mm. now I'm going to have to go over and uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking wishes. Oh, My brother God. at Christmas said like uh, Aquaman, isn't that that uh, Jason Mimosa? Mimosa. Mimosa. Would I you said, like some tahini no, with that brother, mimosa? No, you're Jason Mimosa. Yeah, right. You are Jason Mimosa. That's yeah, that's what I would say too though. Yeah. I can, I can never pronounce anyone's name. Mimosa. Do you have any couples off uh, that you think about? 
Actors, uh, singers, hmm. circus creatures. I, you know, I think of like fucking um, what's his name, Bruce Willis and and Sybil Shepherd. They were like having on again, off and off, off were again. They? Yeah, during uh, moonlighting. Wow. You know, Demi fucked that, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. And it would be difficult, sort of. It's it would be difficult if you were sort of. The t- male and female lead, or I don't know if it's two males, two females, doesn't matter. But like, if it's like uh, you know, two people up and you're the leads, say it's Roxette or something like that. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And and you have you have some kind of a fling within that. Like you can imagine within like Fleetwood Mac or ABBA where it's like a couple of couples. Yeah. But imagine if it's just two of you. Like how fucking all encompassing that would be. Because it's such a safe world mm. when you're with your co-star yeah. or your band member where... Because they all think you're fucking anyway. This is the thing. Well, that's Everyone right. thinks you're fucking anyway. Everyone's planted the seed in your head. Yeah. And it yeah. is a little bit of a plant, the seed yeah. in the head. Yes, it you is. Know. Yeah. But the most successful couple, and I think one of them had a birthday the other day, because I am on their Facebook page. This is the thing. You can get a Facebook page and find out about shit now. Mm. That wasn't ever the thing. No. We didn't know. We didn't know who was fucking who. Yeah. We didn't hear about this. We just heard the stuff they made. Yeah. You know? And it sort of ruins it now. Mate, give me give me sort of old Hollywood where you – I don't know. There's something I loved about – stardom and artists and so forth, they they could actually have a, a bit of a private life. They could be the biggest That's fiend right. ever. Yeah, they could. But then they had their other side that they would sort of, you know, that that's how they wanted to project themselves and everything and that would be the public image of themselves. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there's none of that today. No. There's none of that now. Everyone that knows might, everything. That might seem a bit sort of schizophrenic today because you you fucking you know, on on Facebook, and and fucking every social media platform showing everybody what you do at every hour of the day. But that to me is more fucking schizo than having a public image and then a private life. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Wow. So my favorite couple, I think, well, everyone's favorite couple would be. Um, this one, and let's just give it a, a play. This is one of my favorite tracks from her. I just fucking love it. Let's give it a go. Favorite Patricia Mayer and May Andrzejewski, Pat Benatar. I think it's Andrzejewski, but I'm not sure. How do you pronounce that, Andrzejewski? But I think the proper way of pronouncing it is is it Andrzejewski. Wow, how gorgeous! We wouldn't have thought that was Pat Benatar. Pat though, Benatar, would you? mate. Now, Neil Giraldo. Mm-hmm. She'd been married before. Mm. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Because they've been together for so long. Her first husband, and sorry, Pat, for mentioning this, but it's part of the uh, history, Dennis, Dennis Benatar, she divorced him in 1979. So she started with this band 
1982, she gets with Neil. Dennis Benatar. <laughs> he sounds a bit Indian, doesn't he? I don't know what it is. Just a little bit. In a good way. <laughs> um, anyway, so she is in a band with Neil. He's fucking hot. He's very hot. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Short hair. We've never seen that before. <laughs> Short hair, tight pants, fucking hot. Mm. He's besotted by her. Sticks his dick in the till. Could have gone very fucking wrong. But she was up the duff every fucking music video they did. Mm. We belong. I'm eating salt crackers because I'm pregnant. We belong with the salt crackers. Pull it out because I'm going to throw up. She was always pregnant. I think she's only got two daughters but it just seemed like she was pregnant all the time. <laughs> she was like Nina Cherry. Nina Cherry was like that as well. Yeah. I'm pregnant. I'm doing my album. And you know? it made her very mummy. You know what I mean? Very it made mummy, her very mumsy. But yeah, but yeah, she sang like fucking amazing. Oh, fuck, she was phenomenal. You know, I think those two as artists, as a singer and a guitarist, were on yeah. par with each other. Yeah. Right? I could have fucked John Moss off years ago and got another drummer without a problem. Yeah. Neil, I wouldn't have fucked off. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? There's yeah. different levels, uh. you know, and I think if you are going to be sure about something, you at least need to be on the same level. Yeah, exactly. These two are still married together. I think one of her daughters is in a reality TV show. All right. Coming up. What I love is that now they tour as a double bill, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're both their names sort of above the lights kind of thing. I yeah. love I love that. Yeah. And we all know really Neil nice. worked with uh Rick Springfield. Oh, that's right. Jesse's girl. I love these two <laughs> together. And they've worked, you know? Yeah. Nothing's tragically gone wrong. He wrote Love is a Battlefield for her. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, I think they would be the couple of the 80s. Yeah. It wouldn't be Madonna and Sean Penn, would it? No, although I love looking at the sort of recent photos of Madonna and Sean Penn. Do you? Not not sort of recent recent, but in within the last since they've since they split up and they've you know, like he had a benefit night or something for a charity that he did and she turned up to sort of give, you know, pull a bit of uh, focus to it and, and uh, pull all the press there and everything. I thought that was really beautiful. They were photographed like holding hands and... Well, well she's definitely forgiven him. Mate, she still loves him. Yeah, yeah, she might. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she still loves him. Yeah, she does. Oh, no. But, yeah, look... Interesting subject. Mm. And look, there are a million couples in yeah, bands. Yeah, can't you? And, and, you know, really we've looked at music. There, there, are, there are so many examples within sort of TV and film as well. But, um, there is. But we can look at that at, in sort of later episodes yeah, of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sticking your dick in the till. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Very good. Who would you put on movies straight away? Ah, movies, movies. Let me think about it off the top of my head. Ooh, I can't think. I'm not very. What about um fucking Tommy and Nicole, mate? That turned out a bit nasty. Yeah, look, that was completely constructed, though. Was it? Yeah, constructed by who? Oh. I know everything about that, and I I don't want to say. Really, you know what I mean. Like I'm, I I love Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. um, and I know a lot of her backstory, um, and I sort of love her enough to sort of, yeah, not not tell absolutely everybody. You know what I mean? Like I'd tell you privately and everything, but you know, she she's um, it, it was a career move. She's a bop girl. It, it was it was a career move with the hopes of actually falling in love. All of that. Didn't they have kids? Are uh, they they adopted? Yes, they did. They adopted. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So it was pretty serious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Does she have those adopted kids with Keith now? Or have she they had kids? See them, babe. Really? She doesn't see them. I no. didn't know that. Yeah, it was quite sad. Quite sad because yeah, it's 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 almost like. 
you leave and you leave with nothing kind of thing. Um, um, yeah, so very, yeah, very, very sad. Yeah, very sad. Damn. But the 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 good thing is that sort of she's she seems to be in control. You know, so now she she never never used to be back in those days. Yeah, but I don't um, think she needed him though. In terms of career, she was she she was an Australian actress, sort of like coming into the American market, and and. Um, Really, she, she she wanted to do anything it took, right? To to sort of get to the top, and she wow. did. She married the biggest fucking star in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like he was fucking enormous. Didn't work for fucking what's her name though? Katie Holmes. Yeah, went the opposite way for her. Yeah, I think I think. Tom perhaps was a lot more careful after Nicole because at the end of Nicole and Tom's relationship, she was eclipsing him. Yeah, he right. He couldn't stand it. Really? He, he could not stand it. She was getting all her sort of early Oscar nominations and everything at the end of their relationship, like for um, what's that? The, the comedy that she did. No, the comedy that she did with Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. Uh, remember, she was a weather girl. Do you know what it is? Mm, weather girl. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so I she's think, done some I amazing think stuff. By the time Milan Rouge came along, she was separated. Um, but yeah, I fucking can rem- never remember the name of that fucking film. Anyway. Definitely, definitely we should look at this in a sort of later episode. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Actors and about. actresses. Very interesting. And musos and models would be another good one too. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you've got Naomi Campbell with. To Die For. To Die For. I nearly th- said Death Becomes Her. Oh, that's, that's the one with. Else. Yeah. Yeah, Meryl Streep's in that with. Yeah. Um, musos and models would be cool. Yes. Who was the guy from you too? Clayton? Adam Clayton. Adam with Clayton, Naomi Campbell. She was also that? went out with Robert De Niro. Wow. Oh, of course. She's gorgeous. Mm. Mm. She could have had anything really. Yeah. So can Robin De Niro though too. Robert <laughs> De Niro. Not Robin, sorry. Yeah. Too much Kylie. I'm drinking Kylie tonight. Oh, uh, hello Kylie. We're still waiting hello, for you. Hello Kylie. Yeah. Still waiting to hang out with you. We're waiting to hang out but we'll with you. Wait. I want to I mean, tell you about your glasses. I fucking yeah. love them. We're not going to sort of. We're not going to get on her back, are, are we? Nah, she'll come to us. us. Yeah, exactly. Danny will let her know. She's yeah. She'll catch up with the family, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll be straight after that. So That's be, so funny. That fine. still cracks me up. That episode. She have a lot of people to get through. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's living in Australia now. That's right. You know. So, yeah, that's our little episode of... Uh, Sticking a dick in a till. Screwing the crew. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you got to be careful, but fuck it can work creatively too. Yeah. Good on you guys. Thank you for listening to the show. This is Jay Jovi. Sammy Hart on. Now, please invite your friends to listen to the show and like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Write a little comment in the comment section. Become a subscriber. Follow us on whatever platform you can. We're on over ten platforms now. Best thing you can do is become a Patreon for as little as $1.50 a month. For $10 a month, you can get all the extra episodes. You can. Love and it. And they're rippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the Patreon is patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. And we're out on the road as well with Rewind 80s, oh, our live band. yes. Fuck COVID, but we're getting there. So the next gig we are doing uh, is a Sphinx in Geelong on the 5th of Feb, Saturday night. Yes. And then we're at the Wedge Theatre in Sale on the 19th of Feb. That's right. That's going to be a great gig. And we're we're trying to get to – oh, no, then after that we've got Bendigo and – Band style. There's a few there. But if you want to have a look at the gig guide, it's on www.rewind80sband.com. Awesome. Okay. So thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. Give us a review. That's right. We need some fucking iTunes reviews. 
Yeah, that's right. Don't Write be a, a fucking freeloader. Tell us what you fucking think. Get your fucking pen out. Mm-hmm. Write it. Exactly. These two are pricks. Be uh, a fucking keyboard warrior or whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. Get off Facebook and give us an iTunes fucking <laughs> thing. Because it, it really, or well, even if you subscribe, it puts us up. Greece have done really well, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're still number 45 or something in Greece. Great. Which is great. Yeah. Now, uh, lots of love to our subscribers and lots of love to our Patreons. Good on you guys. Love the Patreons. And if it's music mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. Woo!